Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's going on, good people, good people, good people? Welcome once again, once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober, and let's start this thing off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for what you continue to do in our lives. We thank you so much for who you are in our lives, that when we don't know where to turn, we can always go to the rock that is higher than we are. You are our rock. You are our fortress. You are our strong tower. You are a pillar that we can lean on, rely on, and hope confidently in as we go through our lives. And we thank you and appreciate you so much. Now, God, as we go through this podcast, we thank you for this word that we're able to hear and share with your people. We declare every ear is open to hear and every heart is open to receive not only the word, but the word behind the word. I declare that all the words that will come out of my mouth are the words that you want your people to hear. We thank you and praise you and honor you for all you continue to do in our lives and through our lives and to the lives of other people. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name with a thankful heart. Amen. What's happening, fam? Y'all good? Everybody good? Oh, man, I'm excited. Got a hot one for you today. We've talked about over the past two podcasts, uh, the concept of putting God first in our lives. Good, good, good stuff, the last two podcasts. So uh, give those a listen at your convenience. Today, we're going to get into something called letting God lead. This is, uh, you know, putting God first was sort of like the left jab and letting God lead now is going to be the right cross. And uh, we're going to knock the devil out with these two concepts of both putting God first and letting God lead. I believe if we can get these two things really in our spirit and really get a hold of the importance of putting God first and letting God lead our lives, uh, we're going to have lives that go beyond our dreams, beyond our wildest dreams, uh, right into the will of God for our lives. All right. So let's get it started. Let's get it rolling. We're going to start with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, the thing about God is he will exalt us, but he's going to exalt us in due time, which may not be when we think it should be. But it's when he knows it's the right time for us to be exalted or for us to be promoted. The Amplified Translation says, Therefore, humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. This brings to mind for me the movie uh, Return of the Jedi. And uh, it's a moment where, uh, no, is it Return of the Jedi? Yes, it's Return of the Jedi. And uh, Darth Vader, you know, the baddest cat in the universe, in the galaxy, right? He, everybody bows to him. But yet when he shows up, when the Emperor shows up, Darth Vader bows to the Emperor. And, you know, if you, you know, when Star Wars first came out, you know, you saw Darth Vader the first time, you go, man, who is this dude? And then you go through the second movie, and he's just the baddest cat in the galaxy. 
And then it gets to this part in the third movie when the emperor shows up and the baddest cat in the galaxy bows his knee and drops his head and says, my emperor. Right. And so even Vader and it's, it was a powerful moment. I remember when I first saw it and it's a powerful moment and it's a great image for us as uh, what humility looks like before God. And the best model for this I saw was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He humbled himself. He humbled himself to God's plan for his life. And in Philippians, he talks about how he humbled himself in being obedient and was obedient unto death, even death on the cross. And in due time, God exalted him and gave him a name that was above every name. And that's a great model for us where humility and exaltation is concerned. All right. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 10. James chapter 4, verse 10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, it's a humility of the heart. It's not just the bending of the knee and the dropping of the head. Anybody can do that physical thing. But it's a heart thing that on the inside I bow my knee, and on the inside of my heart I drop my head. I humble myself. I make God higher than me. <coughs> Sorry, fam. Uh, I humble myself and make God higher than me, right? The Amplified says, humble yourselves, feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up and make your lives significant. How is cool is that? That when I humble myself, and when he talks about insignificant, it's not like, oh, God, I'm nobody. I'm just a worm. I'm just, I'm just nobody. You know, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about making ourselves less than when we, when we stand before God, when we compare ourselves to God, that we are insignificant in comparison to him. That I can't stand before him. I must kneel before him and make myself insignificant in that manner in comparison to almighty God. And he says, when we do that, he will lift you up and make your lives significant. You want to have a significant life? Humble yourself to God. All right. Uh, before the Lord. Now, three concepts or three aspects when we talk about letting God lead. The first one is leading. The next one is guiding. And then the last one is following, right? All of these different parts of the puzzle, leading, guiding, and following, right? So let's look at this concept of leading. We're going to go to Psalm 8, Psalms 8, I'm sorry, Psalms 5, verse 8. Psalms 5, verse 8. Psalms 5, verse 8, verse 8 says, Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. The New Living Translation of Psalms 5 and 8 says, Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. Now, I'm kind of being led to just read this stuff today. You know, you guys know how I like to expound and break stuff down and give you a whole bunch of things and all of that. I'm not being led to do that today. I'm just being led to read what I have. So I'm, I'm kind of mentally putting myself in, 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 in discipline mode now to just let God lead where this podcast is concerned. So whatever I'm doing, 
it's a little different for me, but we're going to rock with it. Amen. All right. Psalm 23 and 3 says, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Okay. The voice translation of Psalms 23 and 3 says, Steering me off worn, hard paths to roads where truth and righteousness echo his name. Mm, boy, that's good. That is good right there. Steering me off worn, hard paths to roads where truth and righteousness echo his name. Amen. All right. Psalms 27 and 11. Psalms 27 and 11 says, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. The Living Bible for Psalms 27 and 11 says, Tell me what to do, O Lord, and make it plain. Boy, that's a way to live right there. I, uh, mm, I, I want to go in somewhere, but I can't. I got to just read. <laughs> but hear my heart in this. And, and, and I'm sure the revelation will blow up in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Tell me what to do, O Lord, and make it plain. Because I am surrounded by waiting enemies. Tell me what to do, O Lord, and make it plain. Because I am surrounded by waiting enemies. All right. And then finally, Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24. Now, this is a familiar passage of Scripture, but unfortunately, it's, it's familiar in the wrong way. And I can't expound on it because God is saying, just read. So I'm just going to read. <laughs> Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24. Okay. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. So that's that those scriptures now remind us of what it is to uh, allow God to lead us and all the benefits of God leading us. All right. Now let's look at the benefits of being guided by God, the benefits of being guided by God. And one definition I have of being guided is to be shown the way to be shown the way. All right. So John 16 and 13. Uh, and Jesus here is talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Just like when you go into certain places, you need a guide, somebody who's been there before. He will guide you to the place called truth, like a, a spiritual GPS. All right, Psalms 31 and 3. Psalms 31 and 3 says, For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. You are my rock. You are my fortress. 
Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. The voice translation of Psalms 31 and 3 says, You are my rock and my fortress, my soul's sanctuary. Therefore, for the sake of your reputation, be my leader, my guide, my navigator, my commander. Woo, man, I love that. For the sake of your reputation, be my leader, my guide, my navigator, and my commander. Because God is my rock and God is my fortress. God is my soul sanctuary. So God, because you are all those things, now I'm asking you to be my leader, to be my guide, to be my navigator, and to be my commander. Amen. All right, Psalms 32 and 8. Psalms 32 and 8. Psalms 32 and 8. Psalms 32 and 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. The New Living Translation says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I will guide, I, God is saying, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. God says, I will advise you. And God says, I will watch over you. Who better than him? All right. And finally, in the guiding section, Psalms 48 and 14, Psalms 48 and 14 Verse 14 says, for, this, for that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and he will guide us mm, until we die. He is our God forever and ever, and he will guide us until we die. 24 hours, seven days a week. Okay, so we've looked at being led by God. We've looked at being guided by God. <clears throat> now let's look at what it is to follow God. All right, I want to look at this example of what it is to follow God. And I think after that, God is giving me a green light to kind of freestyle a little bit. Excuse me, fam. <clears throat> and God is giving me a green light to, um, to freestyle a little bit once we go through this. All right, this is out of Matthew chapter 4. Verses 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. And again, we're talking about following, right? So Matthew 4, 18 through 20. Uh, it says here now, verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. And this is what I wrote uh, as a note up underneath this. Following Jesus leads us to our purpose in life. Following Jesus leads us to our purpose in life. Now, they were doing something. They were, they were fishing. <clears throat> 
That was their job. They were in the fishing business. So it's not like they were idle. But though they were being active, they were not quite being active in their godly purpose. They were being active in their desire, but not necessarily in their godly purpose. And once they began to follow Jesus, right, he gave them their assignment. I will make you fishers of men. I will take your life, turn it into bait, and your lives now will bring men into a relationship with God. Our lives as bait, right? The Amplified Translation says, And he said to them, Come after me as disciples, letting me be your guide. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of man. men. Fam, this is the heart of what we're talking about. Letting God be our guide. Letting God be our guide. Now, notice now, Jesus didn't, didn't make them follow him. He just gave them the invitation. Come and follow me, and I'm going to give you purpose that's greater than the purpose that you have right now. That's the essence of following God. Yeah, I'm, he didn't turn me loose now. <laughs> that's the essence of following God. Following God and letting God be our guide leads us to our purpose. Leads us to our purpose. The world has need of our purpose. I think it's in 2 Corinthians. He says that the earth is groaning. All creation groans and waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. The world needs our purpose to happen. You are not insignificant. Now, I know earlier in one of the scriptures we talked about uh, uh, humbling ourselves as being insignificant. But again, that's insignificant compared to the great God. But your life, your life is not insignificant. Your life has purpose. And the way we get to our purpose is to let God lead us in every area of our lives, in our business in our families, in our finances, in our ministries, and whatever it is, let God lead and he will lead us to our purpose. But you got to let him lead, fam. I think I, I, I'm hearing my voice. I'm reminding you. It was the same thing I did a couple of podcasts before. You got to put him first. And when you put him first, you got to let him lead. He's going to lead you. Look at all these, these scriptures. Smooth path. A wealthy place, avoidance of their enemies, leading you in a path where God echoes his encouragement. What? Come on. Come on. The world needs you. The world needs you. Uh, Hezekiah Walker had that song, right? I need you to survive. I don't even know you, some of you guys. Some of you guys have never met me. You've just been listening to this podcast. Right. But 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 understand, I need you. I need you to walk in your purpose. More importantly, God needs you to walk in your purpose. Oh, God doesn't need me. It's eight billion people in the world. He can get. Yes, he can. But 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 he, he needs he has purpose for you. You are not insignificant. I don't care what people have told you all your life. You are not insignificant. You look at all the people that God chose in the Bible to use to do great things. Most of them were, quote unquote, insignificant, the less of the less, the smallest of the small. Even Jesus himself said that the stone that the builders rejected 
has become the chief cornerstone. They rejected Jesus, but Jesus was by no way insignificant. Moses had a speech impediment, got, ran out of, out of Egypt, knew he was called to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, but was in the wilderness for 40 years wandering. And when God called him, he's like, nah, I'm not the guy for the job. I'm, I'm not the one. And God had to <laughs> talk him into it. Let me lead you, Moses. I got you. I got you. Over and over and over and over, Gideon, we see all of these people who, who, who didn't see themselves as much. And from God's perspective, yeah, they, they, they humbled themselves to God. But man, God was able to do great things with them when they humbled him, themselves to God under God's mighty hand. The first scripture we looked at, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, you'll have your version of Moses. You'll have your version of Joseph. You'll have your version of Gideon right on and on and on and on and on you will have your version of that because just like they allowed God to lead them you allow God now to lead you Peter who you know everybody loves about how Peter whacked off the guy's ear how Peter denied Jesus and turned around and became one of the greatest evangelists in the New Testament how Paul was way off the road as a Pharisee persecuting the church operating in great zeal but in the wrong direction and God stopped him on the road to Damascus turned him around turned his life around he became one of the greatest apostles that has ever walked the earth when we let God lead that's good Lord when we let God lead great things happen through us when we let God lead great things happen through us when we let God lead the challenge is many of us have been trying to live godly lives without letting God lead. That's not the way it's supposed to work, man. We got to in order to really lead a godly life, you got to let God lead. You got to let him lead. It's the difference and this this phrase changed my life when I heard it. It's the difference between being driven and being directed. The difference between having a driven life and having a directed life. And the directed life, though it can sometimes be frustrating, the directed life can cause, cause us to work on our patience. The directed life can lead us into places where we don't understand where we're going. The directed life, though, will always, based on all of these scriptures that I just read today, <laughs> based on all those scriptures, will lead us exactly to the place that God wants us to be. We got to let God lead once we put him first. Let God lead once we put him first, right? Putting God first is the left jab. Letting God lead is the right cross. That's all I got. That's all I got for today. I, <laughs> I think this may be the shortest podcast of all of the ones that I've done, but I'm letting God lead. <laughs> and he's saying that's enough. So I, I'm confident that you guys have more than enough uh to, to chew on, to feed on, um, and to let marinate in your spirit. Come on, fam. Let's do this, man. Let's, let's, let's be the change that we want to see. And let God lead us to that place of being the change that we want to see. So many people stand on the sidelines and complain and throw rocks and make comments on social media. You know what? Let's put our foot in the water and get in this thing. 
Let's roll up our sleeves, let God lead, and walk fully and completely in our purpose and watch the world change as the kingdom of God rises up and walks in its purpose. I just saw the image of a giant made of many, many parts standing up that's been asleep and walking among the earth. And, and Paul says that we are one body with many members. And as all of those members begin to let God lead, that entire body will stand up and have an impact and make a mark in this world that cannot be erased. Okay, for real, I'm done now. For real, I'm done. <laughs> I love you. God bless you. I'll see you when I see you, or I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. Download it, share it, and uh, let's do this thing, all right? Thank you again for listening to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I'll see you next time. God bless, fam. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.